Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. Episode 275 was recorded live after the Creative Industries panel discussion. Audience members were invited to ask questions of the three panel members, Evan Dalziel of Northern Sound System, TikTok star Jenna with the Pink, and me, your podcast host, Amelia Veal. From how to grow your followers and monetize your channel to how to be confident on camera and the lie that content creation is easy, the panelists provide a range of ideas to help you succeed in the ever-evolving world of social media and content creation. This is Be The Drop live Q&A. This Q&A was conducted after the panel discussion at the Creative Industry event held at St Paul's Creative Centre with thanks to Glenn J Films for capturing the audio. You can listen to the panel discussion in the previous podcast, episode 274. This event series is an initiative of the state government through the Department for Innovation and Skills. Jenna, I was really curious about how you've navigated the monetization of TikTok and how you found dealing with TikTok as a company as well. Um, I haven't really had many personal dealings with TikTok as a company. Um, the only time I did was when they banned me. <sighs> they banned you? Yes. Apparently, sort of, from what I've heard, the word on the street is with TikTok, every creator goes through it. At some stage, you'll have like a permanent ban that you have to dispute and go through that process. So I did receive a ban at about 120-ish thousand followers, which broke my heart. But after sending about a million emails, stalking someone that worked on TikTok on LinkedIn, messaging them, I was able to get my account back. Phew. But personal dealings with TikTok from word on the street is they're very hard to get, get a hold of. Um, in terms of monetization through the TikTok app, it is available in the US. It's not available in Australia. So there's like something called the TikTok Creator Fund, which is where TikTok will pay you based on your views, similarly to how YouTube does. But it's not available in Australia, so I try not to think about that too much. Um, so I've been able to monetize a few different ways. Um, the first and I think most obvious way is like influencer work. Um, so pairing with brands. I am very careful with who I pair with because I value my audience at the core and I don't want to be seen as like a sellout. I try and only partner with brands that I feel like I can represent super authentically, that it comes across super naturally, almost as if my audience didn't know they were watching an ad. It's like, oh, this is just another piece of Jenna with the Pink content that happens to be sponsored. Um, so that's sort of how I navigate my sponsorships and that kind of thing. I do probably at the point I'm at now and people are starting to click on to TikTok a bit more, I probably get three to four brand deal offers a week, maybe more, most of which are willing to pay. Um, and they're willing to pay more and more, I think, as TikTok are getting it's becoming more credible. So I, I've just seen in, even in the past six months of loan, I've like been able to double my rates and I could probably do that again pretty soon. 
Um, so yeah, that's sort of the most obvious way to make money. But um, another way that I am absolutely loving monetizing as well, which also helps with my community stuff, is events. And obviously now that is more of a possibility. Um, I'm running more workshops with the young girls for confidence building, that kind of stuff. Um, on brand workshops, but I am charging tickets for that and then marketing through my own channels. Thanks for the panel, guys. Um, I'm just wondering, with your businesses, are you um, looking to grow as a company, like bring people on, or do you envisage continuing on um, as a sort of a, a solo brand? What's the, the future plans? <laughs> Growth is really hard in business, if I'm honest. Um, because I like I have the flexibility in that we do video work and podcast work and we're really mobile. And so then often we work from my house. I mean, COVID sort of insisted on that, right? Um, but even before that. So, and I like that style. I'm not really a big, massive scale person. So probably not. Mm. I mean, yes, growth is good, but do I want a big, do I want to be a big marketing agency? Yeah, I want to grow. <laughs> I want to grow big. Um, there's, it, it, as I'm saying, with what I'm doing, there's like uncapped potential. Like I'd love to, and I don't love using these guys as an example, but they are a good example, the Kardashians, with what they've been able to build from social media. I would love to have my own clothing brand or something one day, my own makeup brand. Like, I don't want to restrict myself. And with the way things are going, yeah, I could hire 10 staff to work for me in the next couple of years. Like, like why not? I like I think. this response. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Well, that, that's sort of where I'm at, is like, I don't see there being a roof to what I'm doing. So, yeah. I think that is Watch a out, wonderful Kim. Exactly. <laughs> Move over, Kardashian. But the good role models, because we yeah, need be some good role yeah, models yeah, out there, seriously. A... Like clothing brand, but like all body positive. Oh, absolutely. I consider myself a no plan B person. If a young person comes to me and says my plan A is TikTok, Twitch, to be a rock star, uh, great, let's do it. Let's keep... Um, keep it realistic but there is no realistic you know what I mean um, because people do it mm. so I don't I don't like the idea of like um, people who make it were lucky um, because I think that's what a lot of young people get told is oh you you won't be able to do that that person that you're idolizing or seeing they got lucky or um, they blew up or you know um, why not them um, if they can hone their craft on whatever art that they're making, uh, whether that's streaming or music or whatever, um, and they're doing their market research and uh, contributing to an audience who wants to consume what they're creating, there's absolutely no reason why they can't do it or make it. And create what make it means to them. I think that's the conversation we sometimes don't have is like when someone says, I want to be a YouTuber or, or whatever, like, we all have our own bias of what that means to us and I think sometimes it's really easy to imprint that bias on that person or someone says I'm a musician and you think oh, I bet you want to go and play Glastonbury or something like there's plenty of people who who have a goal to meet and will meet it and survive and live off that um, I've, I'm a musician as well and I don't want to tour the world um, I like my dogs and my wife you know so um, the fact that I can cut a paycheck uh, working around musicians, around artists, around content creators, 
that that's my plan A, you know, but a lot of kids would be told that's a good plan B if you don't make a make it to be a rock star, you know. But I don't like plan B talk. Um, let's let's roll forward with the plan A because um, it's so easy to. I think for us, us meaning older people, um, to think in our own realities. You know, you can't think outside the reality. You know, getting more philosophical here. Um, but I get reminded of a really cool story, and I'll, I'll keep it brief, um, about the design of New York City and that there was all these uh, horse and carriages in New York at the time and everyone was being transported by horses and carriages. So because there were so many horses and so many carriages when they were designing the city, they had all these big meetings about digging trenches on the sides of the road because they'd need to scrape all the horse shit into into the trench and then someone invented the car and you know what I mean like we spend adults and us that work in these industries spend so much time thinking about how we're going to dig trenches in streets uh, for the current problems the kids who are doing this now are inventing the car like we're coming out with solutions that are going to be irrelevant more than likely you know what I mean so uh, but just to add you know and I think it's really it's really important that thing about framing like what is your plan a like that and for me is not to be a huge marketing agency it's to help tell meaningful stories to help people tell meaningful stories so I, I don't need to be huge to do that I have two boys and I want to spend time with them yeah you know and it's like so it's about choosing my plan a and and being able to create, you know, then having enough income that I can go, oh, I want to do a documentary, you know, maybe do a TV documentary. I should, you know, just do that. No, like, no experience other than creating client content, like no TV documentary production experience. But I go, okay, I've created the space for myself to do that. And amazing. Wow, what a big learning experience. I was underqualified for that, but did it anyway. So... It's about creating that space for yourself. And, and Jenna's space is going to be completely different to my space. But it's her space. And that's so awesome. And that's why I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I'd really be happy to go and work for Jenna, which is like help her tell meaningful stories. That's the element for me, not creating the bigness of stuff. That's like, and being a more meaningful Kardashian, down for that. <laughs> you know, like, it's, so it's about understanding your plan A. Can you talk to us about the lie of like it's being easy to create content? Like how many takes do you get? No, how many takes do you shoot, Jenna? And how many make it to the reel? I'm the wrong person to ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do for a living. So I think it's got to be like you have to find the right people. Almost it's not going to come naturally to everyone. But with kids it does. Like, like, because, like you're saying about market research, my market research is scrolling through TikTok, which seems so silly because so many people do it just for pleasure, but the amount of times I'll be like, oh, save that video, I can do something like that, or oh, save that sound, that is my market research, that's what these kids are doing all the time. So even though that's like my equivalent of market research, that is sort of what they're doing all the time. So I think like these, like geniuses in casual clothes, like, not to say that they're, like, obviously, if there's a fantastic marketer, they can probably market anything. But these kids know what's going to connect with their audience because they're, like, like um, themselves. They know what's going to connect with the kids. So, yeah, in terms of, like, 
content creation being easy. No, it's not. But if you do know what you're doing, that's such a silly thing to say. If you know what you're doing, it is. I think you have to, you have to put a lot of work into finding like something that is going to work for exactly what you're trying to get across. I just feel like I'm talking garbage now. Do, would you say it's like a trial and error thing? Like it is really TikTok is. TikTok the sort of thing like that you I can try something and it fails and then you yeah, try something else? Yeah, I almost posted a video every single day for nearly like two years and most of those videos didn't hit, but some of them did. And I think now I'm at the point that I know what's going to work because I've been doing it for so long. But... Um, yeah, just trying lots of different things. Yeah, and yeah. that is like it's any skill takes practice. Yeah, so 100%. like, and before you were doing the videos every day, you were working on radio. Yeah. So yeah. Jenna's come from a space. So content is easy for her. So for Jenna, it's not a lie. But for the game developer that stood up in front of the camera and it was maybe his first or second time, yet he hadn't. He's got no skills. So of course it was a lie for him. He hasn't practiced. He didn't do the two years of daily videos beforehand. Like, I have spoken to a microphone so many times. You could get me up in front of a crowd of, it doesn't matter how many thousands of people, and I'm going to be fine because I've been doing it for years. Like, it's, it's, so it's not a lie that for me that public speaking is totally easy. But if I asked this room, not everyone's going to have that same answer, but that's because it's your skill that you work on. So finding the right people, but also talking to the kids is so critical, talking to the audience and the people who are going to respond getting the person that's built that skill or particularly if you want to get someone on the up, like that's probably going to work better, who's building themselves and is trying to do that, has the personality that wants to build the skill but doesn't necessarily yet have it but has got the right ingredients, then you can help them with that skill. So I get it because it is a lie that content creation is easy. It is you can build the skill and then it's not. And I think we're almost getting to, no, that's perfect. And I think we're almost getting to the point that everyone needs a little bit of these skills. Like if you're going into business, um, it's not not gonna help. Like, Like you're here, so you're learning, you're open to learning about these things here. So if you can keep learning, keep open to these new ideas, I think you can really have success in making content but yeah it's definitely not easy it takes years of practice gone i've got a question it's not actually for me it's for a friend of mine that um wants to get into content creation but he doesn't he's a super intelligent guy but doesn't know where to start like you were talking about being authentic and also finding your niche and um i have come up with a suggestion that i want to give to him based on the things that you've said, but I don't know if it's a good idea or not. So could you placate my question and see, tell me if I've done a good thing or not based on the things that you've said? So what I want to say to him is like, why don't you just record yourself figuring out what your niche is, you know, and like just put that up. And that could be the learning, like the two years of learning and just doing the thing and like maybe it's, and there could be a bunch of people that, don't know what their niche is and they could learn from you figuring out what your niche is and then maybe your niche could be just like figuring out what your niche is. You never actually get to it, you know? Maybe <laughs> The niche is not having a niche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like it could be particularly like because TikTok is in this new... Lots of people are like, I don't understand TikTok. So yeah. he his could totally be... 
what is this TikTok? Tell TikTok, like let's let's go on a journey together and, and yeah, understand. The, the like hook could be like literally what you just said. What the bleep is a niche? Yeah. Cool. Do you know what I mean? That like yeah, it sounds sure. like his actual niche is literally like where do I belong? That's yeah, kind like of what that. it sounds like. So you still find your niche not having a niche. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Or I mean th- like everyone's interested in something or some point or there's something that's happening in their life like my mum has recently been diagnosed with alzheimer's and i'm like i need to document this journey and because mm. it's a effing shit journey and not you don't know where to start and you don't know what you don't know and like so i'm like oh i'm gonna have to do that but that wouldn't have existed for me previously because talking about lived experience. So what is this friend's lived experience? What are they going through? What might resonate with them? Because I think the problem is that content creation isn't easy. And so to stay doing it, to stay motivated, it has to, that's the authentic. Like I know authentic is such a jargon word, but it is so legitimately true. And unfortunately marketers ruined the word authentic and I can say that I am a marketer, but like we totally did. But it's so true, it's critical. Like he or, he or she is going to um, find it so much easier to go along this journey if whatever it is that they're creating content about resonates truly. Like, because otherwise you just, it's too jaded. Like there's too much of a learning curve. If you don't love what you're learning, then it's really hard. Like think about, for me, maths, like learning maths was so painful, you know. So, but d- doing the public speaking classes that I did before school as an extracurricular, yeah, I was there. So. I think asking why is important. Why is like a crap question to answer sometimes, especially if you don't know why. Um, but if they can explore that, like I want to be a content creator, if the first response is why, there's got to be an answer that nothing comes out of nowhere. You, yeah. you don't, mm. you don't just create content something's gone i want to care for people i want to be entertaining i want to be stupid i want to be famous i want to make money even if it is any of those answers then that should open a door of like yeah i want to make money cool how, how can you make money and i want to that. entertain people how mm. can you be entertaining you know why why do you want to do it yeah. before i did content creation like i knew i wanted to work with young women like and and help and help young women i knew th- i knew that that was what i was interested in i didn't know that it was going to become my job but I knew that that was a passion, so I think finding things you're passionate about and then just flipping the camera on and just seeing what happens is the best place to start. Um, yeah. did, did, did any of you ever get self-conscious? Or is that just something that happens to me growing up in a generation where we, were, we weren't educated to put ourselves forward? You know, we were actually told to, you know, be a bit quiet and polite and you know it, it wasn't it wasn't sort of I don't know well when I was growing up we weren't really it wasn't the done thing to to, to show off that's what we were saying oh no don't show off you've got to become and quiet. I think uh, unfortunately look at our culture yeah it's a bit of a show-off culture now. so you don't think that that's still there do you think that do you think that that has gone or do you think that there are just some people who move through that better than others I don't know I think there's a different mentality now that um especially just with the youth um sorry i just wrap this up quick just with the youth and their mentality around um like like you were saying why do you want to be a content creator is it just because you sort of see like 
famous people doing it and you see that they've got money and flexing on nice clothes and stuff and you just think, oh, it seems like the trendy thing, an easy thing to do or no, 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 is it because you've actually got a purpose behind doing what you're doing or are you a, a, an actor trying to, to market yourself? Are you a musician trying to market yourself? Are you a business owner trying to market yourself? Like, why are you online? Um, do you look at, like, your demographic a lot in terms of, like, internationally? or Because I know that you're aiming at young women, but do you look at the international market or do you just yeah, kind of focus on absolutely. Australia? I think the beautiful thing about social media and about especially with TikTok is my primary audience is in the US. Like, I essentially, and I don't want to, I like being in Adelaide, but essentially, like, I could with what I do pick up and move to the US and probably be more successful. Um, I don't focus too much on on my uh, where in the world demographic. I just focus more on my young female demographic and make sure that I'm, I'm focusing all of the content towards them. In saying that, like, as an example, like I, because I am aware that I've got a global audience and even though I do have a really good audience here in Australia and especially in South Australia, I am aware that my audience is all over the globe. Like I was shooting um, a um, video in Rundle Mall for some makeup for like, um, I, I just take one of my fans in and I buy them some makeup and I was going to shoot it at Mecca, but Mecca is an Australian only brand whereas Sephora is global. So me shooting it at Sephora rather than Mecca gives it a global appeal because people are going to be able to go, oh, I know that shop, even if they're in America or they're in the UK, whereas Mecca would probably only hit an Australian audience. So it is something I sort of think about, but I don't put too much emphasis into it. But saying that going forward, I probably will more. Um, do you kind of only focus on like the Western market or do you also kind of like have some, I guess, audience in the Asian market? Because I have a shared account with a friend and uh, she pretty much like controls it most of the time and it's all in Japanese and I don't understand a single thing about it, but somehow we get views and all that kind of stuff. So I was just wondering like, do you think it's, going to be really difficult to try and cater to an audience that doesn't speak your first language? Um, from what I've heard, and I haven't heard a hell of a lot about it, um, I don't cater too much to the Asian market, but it's one of those things that there's a massive opportunity. Um, it's, it's sort of just not what I'm focusing on right now, but if you've already got sort of a, a fan base with the Japanese, I know that there's some Chinese apps as well yeah. that they're desperate for Western creators because Western creators do so well on these apps that the content doesn't even have to be like spoken content. It can be like um, almost mimed content, like skit style stuff or things like that, that um, can really pop off on these platforms. I personally just haven't looked too much into it. But if I were you, research it because I've been like sent offers to like move my content onto like a Chinese platform and then they pay you like through the the platform so there's opportunities i just don't know heaps about them um i've currently studying game design and i've in the past been in the esports industry and i've seen a few things around content creation so i can definitely like relate already to what the whole panel has been saying but i wanted to do this personally for the stream um about like addressing some young audiences to the awareness of like developing their own skills 
because there's always this talk about success, but under actually success are so many layers of failure, trial and error, um, a lot of doubt, especially when you're coming close. Um, so I wanted to kind of ask the panel how they approached uh, dealing with those issues and the strategies they use to kind of overcome them. Because they don't really go away, they just kind of continuously come back, but it's how you deal with them on an ongoing basis is what I want to kind of educate people with. I'll be the quick answer because I'm not necessarily a creator, but um, that's where I think a place like Northern Sound System is great for young people developing content because you're supported. Um, we can give you encouragement and a place that uh, failure doesn't feel so shit. Um, so if you can get support, um, if you are creating something, I think if you have supportive people around you who are telling you what you're doing is great and that it's uh, worthy, and relatable or whatever the content you're making is trying to do, um, then great. Surround yourself with people who uh, give you a thumbs up and respect what you do, not people who break you down as much as possible. Yeah, I, I think that that's the answer, really, because business, creative, any of these processes, it's a, it's a marathon, it's the long game, um, it's not a sprint. Uh, and you will fail, you will not always come first. It's, that's just not reality of, of life and so having the people. So for me, I, I am part of a group called Behind Closed Doors, which is a female networking group, female um, founded businesses and we meet once a month and it's just, it's, it's like the mother's group for business. You know, it's, so find your group, find your support, find your people who will help you because like it's just gonna happen. So get that network for you. Thank you very much um, to all of our panel. Can we give our panel a round of applause? They were amazing. Thank you for coming and sharing all of those insights with us. I feel like I've learned a lot. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.